Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, listeners. Edward Shanahan here. Welcome to another broadcast of The Unexplained World. What's your host, Edward Shanahan? And that is um, basically it's been an emergency all day at her home, so she's not here tonight with us. So I'm going to bring on our guest right away, Kathy. Hello, Kathy. Are you there? I'm here. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, what I'd like to do, Cassie, you're going to basically be uh, co-hosting with me uh, right now. Okay. So uh, you may be you may be a little close to your phone. So I would pull this just pull away your hair. Okay. Um, I'd like to say right now I'm a little off track because all of a sudden our radio was our music wasn't here tonight and. Oh. The thing with Annette was like a last-minute call. Um, so her husband basically almost cut off his thumb, and they spent the day in the hospital, and they just got home. Oh, my home goodness. And, yeah, and the kids aren't cooperating, so um, stuff like that. Before we get going, I'd like to say that we're going to be having a paranormal meet-and-greet August 20th at Chet's Melody Lounge in Justice. Uh, Chet's is featured in the stories associated with Resurrection Mary. It is known for its hauntings and part of the Chicago Southwest suburbs' most haunted areas. And it's in Justice, Illinois. If we got a whole, we got a whole lineup of uh, paranormal investigation teams that are going to be there. I think it's like 15. We have uh, four authors that are going to be there, five, sorry, five authors, four haunted location owners, um, different people of interest, including Kathy herself, and um, I believe there's even going to be one of the speakers is going to be Mr. Michael Esposito, EVP specialist of Phantom Airwaves, um, that's one of the people. Laura Redman, who is um, going to be holding the fundraiser, Paranormal Kicks Cancer, and that'll be in uh, September, um, September 24th at the Mantino at St. Asylum, um, the Morgan Cottage there. And um, we're just going to have a bunch of people. Ursa Bielski is going to be there, the author, um, joining us that day. So, it's and it's free. Ladies and gentlemen, um, so they don't happen much in the paranormal field, does it, Kathy? Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, something being free. So uh, that's August twentieth. If you want more information, just go to ChicagoParanormalNights dot com, and uh, you'll see the link inside there with the other dates coming up. Um, now, Kathy has been involved in securing locations for us. 
she is you are a historian, as I like to call you, because usually you're doing historical the historical part of the tours. You're talking about that at the locations. And uh also you work for the Rockford Library. Okay. And uh yeah, in one of the locations that we just recently were at was the Camp Grant Museum in Rockford. And uh, we had pretty good results there, I believe, um, during the seance and everything. We had a lady, her name was Jane. Yeah, Jane that couldn't, uh, she had even stepped away from the seance. Kathy, tell the listeners to give Camp Grant some more exposure, a little bit about the location. Okay. Um, Camp Grant was an induction training organization for the the Army, and um, it was opened in, um, well, basically 1917 for the World War I, and uh, it was a training site for infantry, engineers, machine gunners, artillery, enlisted, and some officers. And at its peak, it had 50,000 people in here. So this was a huge, huge facility. Um, The... The first cases of uh, the Spanish influenza, if you know anything about that, that went through the whole entire world in 1918, and it um, started there in in the fall of 1918. Now, this was a a worldwide epidemic. It it swept all over the entire world, and over 30 million people died worldwide, with 675,000 of them here in the United States. Um, It was definitely the most devastating epidemic in recorded world history. So we came into Rockford into this uh, this base, and uh, in three days there were over 733 cases of this Spanish influenza, and by the end of the month, in seven days, there were 4,000 cases reported. Um, mm-hmm. At the worst, 115 deaths were reported in a 24-hour period, and uh, over in the, at nine days um, of, of the 4,000, 1,000 of those men had perished, and by the end of the two-week period that it raged through this this camp, over 2,000 people died. So and, it was... Um, go ahead. Okay. It was, um, yeah, it was a devastating time, and the colonel that was the head of the, the base at that time um, couldn't do anything to, to save his men, and he ended up committed suicide. He shot himself in the head. He had only been there a month, and it was... It was not a good month, and um, so all these people died, and he he just couldn't handle it, so he ended up shooting himself in the head. When we had the night there, there was um, a couple of locations in the building that was um, very, very strong when we walked in. That's when we were right. wandering the building, yeah, um, and specifically the area where we had the Circle of Energy Sands, Um some of the things that were picked up there were uh, a woman. Remember that? Um, I believe oh, I do. I remember her. Yeah. Uh, you felt a young woman that was looking for her husband. Yeah, also, she was other... looking for her lover from, from the time mm-hmm. period of when he must have, I think he died during the influenza, and she was just wanting to be reunited with him. And she was there, very strong. Another one was a young soldier somebody was feeling that um, was wondering, what was he doing there? Um, he, yeah, he, um, 
right. He, he yes, he he had been in in there and in the induction, and of course he had come to Rockford to you know go off and to fight the world over or you know fight the war over in Europe, and he he knew what was happening when he started getting sick. He knew, and it really scared him because he didn't join the army to to die in Rockford, Illinois. You know, he was going to go work for his country, and he ended up getting this horrible disease, and he died there at the camp. And then another strong uh, entity that was felt was the, what we believe was a German POW. And, uh, that's, yeah, that's correct. That was another part of the history of the camp. Um, during World War II, um, between World War I and World War II, this, this camp kind of dissolved. And then they had to rebuild it again for World War II. And a lot of the people that were there were um, the Japanese Americans and the German Americans. They put them over there to kind of keep an eye on them, and they worked in the camp. But they also had these German POWs that came over. Um, they were shipped over here, and they were kept here during the, the course of the war. And this gentleman that came through um, was very, very angry. Uh, I think he was described as a just like a black shadow of swirling anger at first. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he was angry not because of the way he was treated. Uh, the camp actually treated the prisoners very well, and they um, – they they were treated well, and they didn't have any reason to dislike where they were at, except, of course, they weren't at home. And that's what this main, this man's main problem was, is he was over here, away from his family that was living in Germany, and somehow his wife was killed because of the war. I don't know if she starved or she got sick or what happened to her. And he was very angry because he should have been there with her, and we wouldn't let him go. So. And the thing was is... We weren't picking up, you know, of uh, what can I say, a um, anything that was threatening by the spirit. Those anger, oh no! You know, yeah. yeah, no, he so, didn't want to so, hurt anybody there. No, no. He was just no, angry because. Fair, fair, go ahead, go ahead. He was just angry because he couldn't be with his family, and a lot. Some of the prisoners of war actually that were there, stationed there, um, they worked in the fields around here because a lot of our men in this area were serving over in Europe, and they needed extra men um, to work in the fields and stuff. And so the, these prisoners of war, uh, these prisoners worked in the fields and got paid a little bit of money for it, and they designed their own barracks and um, had their own cook. And some of them actually liked the area so much that when they got back to Germany, they, they relocated over here. Almost sounds like Hogan's Heroes. Okay. Um, kind of. Yeah, yeah, where they were, you know, kind of content where they were at, um, as far as being POWs. The the nice thing about that night too was that it wasn't um it wasn't it wasn't some like some of the nights you've been to. Um it was actually calmness. The uh a lot of activity, first of all. Uh when we do when I do my circle of energy for the listeners, the thing is I don't sit at the end of the table and say the spirit of Joe Blow or Mary Jane or whatever is present, what I do is try to raise the spirits to interact with individuals. Basically, the individuals uh, become the medium, and that's how basically Kathy and I came about um, because of, uh, where was the first time you were at? I was at, um, at that time it was called Stag's Head Inn. 
Okay. It was the yeah. uh, night before Valentine's, and yeah, it was a seance. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, she enjoyed it. You had some uh, different experiences. Well, I don't know if you would call enjoy. The word enjoy is not the proper okay. word to use. It scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> but um, uh, I was impressed with it. I was impressed with your ability to pull the spirits forward. And, and everybody at that table had some kind of experience that night, whether it was cold or some girl felt pressure, the gentleman next to me felt like somebody was pulling his hair, and it was it was very impressive, the amount of activity that you got at that place. And I had never been to one of your seances before, and I was just mm-hmm. really impressed with it. So um, yeah, I thought about bringing you down here. Yeah, I, yeah, it is different. It's different than I saw on TV, and um, where the person goes into a trance and they just tell you, you know, I see George, and he's standing here, and it was everybody was getting a little bit of everything, and that was really yeah. it made it a true experience. Yeah, and you've been to some interesting locations. Um, <laughs> you've been to the you've been to the farm, right? Right, the Willow the Willow Creek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the Willowbrook will be back there. Um, everything is listeners. Everything is pretty much booked. Uh, Mantino and all of which should be very interesting as hell. Um, everything's right. pretty well booked, um, except for two dates we got coming up, and one of them, two dates so far. Kathy's working very, very hard uh, on securing other dates. But October 29th, which is Halloween weekend, when the veil is, they say, the thinnest, right before Halloween and right afterwards. Um, we are going to be at the Stenhouse Roadhouse in Oregon, Illinois, on Saturday, October 29th, and we're getting pretty full. We're, yeah, I think there's a couple of people you got to tell. Um, yeah, I'll I asked. <laughs> yeah, I'll hold, uh, usually it's three that come with, with that group with John, so, uh, I'll hold at least three openings open, so. That would be uh, good, yeah. But the location reopened legally, they say, in 1934. So I imagine it was probably kind of a um, uh, speakeasy before then. During it was. Yeah, yeah. it okay. was. I'm and, really excited uh, about this. Want to give a little information? I'm looking at the page I got written up on the Unexplained World, but you want to give a little info on that now? Sure, sure, I'd love to. Um, I... Uh, I just happened on this place. Sometimes, you know, that happens in my life, like happening onto you and some of the other places we've been to. Um, and I just was there, and I walked in, and there was a picture of this young lady, and I knew I had seen her before. And so I went in, and as I always do, I started to talk to the people. And um, it is a fascinating story. This this roadhouse has been there for a while. And like you mentioned, it was a speakeasy. And there's supposedly a couple entities that hang around there, uh, one of them being the uh, old owner or the old person who, yeah, she ran the place. And she's a little tiny, very fiery lady named Esther. And um, I, uh, I, it would be interesting to um, have an experience with her, I think. Uh, she sounds mm-hmm. like she was pretty a tough old bird, as they would say. Um, but the entity that I'm really the most interested, the story that I really thought about you for this place, um, there was a unsolved murder 
a double murder, actually, down in Oregon in 1948. Um, and it, it just breaks my heart because the picture of the young girl that I saw, her name is Mary Jane Reed. And mm-hmm. she died. She was 17 years old. And she was out on a date. And they came, and the place that they can they trail them to the last was this den house. And um, she would go into that place frequently. Um, the gentleman that was with her, that was their first date. And he was older. He was 28 years old. Yeah. His name is Sam Skirdlaw, right. And he was mm-hmm. he was a sailor. He had he was home. Um, he was uh, he had done his time serving his country, and he had gotten home. And Mary Jane Reed worked as a phone operator, and that's how they met. Um, he did some things with the lines at the time, and she uh, was a phone operator. And um, so they went out on the state. They were in the Sten- the Stenhouse uh, Roadhouse before they went to what was known as the Lovers Lane. Now they call it Deborah's Back Road, but. Um, it was it was called the lover it was basically known as the lover's lane and they went out there and while they were there together sometime after midnight or 2 or 3 in the morning um somebody shot Stan they they know he was shot there he was um found there and they shot him once in the chest he got out of the car and they shot him he fell onto the ground and they shot him four times in the groin area and then Mary Jane Reed was taken and his car was taken she was not found for two more days, and at yeah. this point, there's a bunch of speculation what happened. But we know that she still frequents, and she is still there at the Sun House. And supposedly, there were some some things about how she was killed and what all went on with that. A lot of speculation over the last you know, 50-some years, 60-some years. Um, but I really feel that she's there, and I... She wants her story told. This has never been solved. Um, poor Stan, you know, he goes out to out to, to on a date with this young lady and is shot. Um, so yeah. it's never been solved, and I think that it's time that she gets her story told. Yeah, she. Um, it says here um, on my webpage, which I copied from a newspaper article, Mary Jane had been shot in the back of the head with what appeared to be the same caliber gun used in killing him. Uh, she was wearing the same brown loafers, white blouse, and her mother's wedding ring. Her brown slacks were folded folded neatly on her back when she was found. So, um, yeah, then uh, the mayor, Mike Guerin, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, yeah. Um, yeah. was drawn to the, to the case by a force he can't, Identify. Shortly after taking office, people started telling him about the slayings, eventually asking him if he could look into the case. Then the strange occurrences began, with one of them being uh, a flower delivery came to his restaurant for Mary Jane. No one could trace where the arrangements came from. And the restaurant and it was, was her birthday. Favorite. Yeah. Okay. It was then her birthday. Uh, he later learned that it was Mary Jane Reed's birthday. So, and the story, ladies and gentlemen, has appeared in Troy Taylor's Bloody Illinois in the big book of Illinois ghost stories. So it does have some uh, history to it as far as the paranormal field goes, too. And uh, right. we're fortunate enough. I mean, to, uh, go ahead. Just as an added thing to it, uh, Mike has really um, dove into this case. Her brother is still alive. The whole family obviously was devastated when she was killed, and she had a five-year-old brother. And the mom 
felt like there was some conspiracy. So that family just really, you know, they kept him kept close watch of the brother, and he never had a normal life after Mary Jane was killed. And Mike found him, and they have worked together to try to solve this case. And Mike has invested a lot of his own personal money into this to try to solve it and um, and try to get some answers for Warren is the brother's name. Um, and it, it's just... It, it, it's a story that will really tug at your heartstrings. And if we can get her story told, and, and maybe, maybe you know, we can get some answers for the family. Yeah. Um, it'll be nice having Mike there, too. He uh, give us more information on possibly what he's, un- what he's uncovered. Um, yes. since, since this newspaper article appeared. And um, we'll see what happens. And yeah. who knows, uh, we'll have the spirit box there and everything like that. So uh, who knows what will come across. Uh, it should be interesting, though. Now, besides Kathy hooking up these locations for us, um, she also runs her own uh, paranormal tours out there in Rockford through the library. Want to talk a little bit about that, Kathy? And sure, thank can you. Find more information. Go ahead. Sure. Um, I've been running them for six years. Um, we take a bus. We go to different places every time. Um, I used to just run them in the fall at Halloween time through the library. We used a, a book, of course, to base our stuff around. But now um, we've expanded. We've gotten a lot of people a lot into a lot of really unique um, historical places here in Rockford. We have some great places that are real gems, and they've allowed me to come in. And um, I don't charge for my tours. And um, there are three hours, and we're running some in the summertime this year. We, uh, I do paranormal events all year long. Like uh, after I met you, I wanted to bring you here, and um, and that's worked out well. And then I do these tours too. Um, so we're running some in the summer. I've got um, one on July 16th. I've got one on August 6th, and then we'll have them for four weeks in the fall. And you can get more information on the Rockford Public Library um, website, which is www.rockfordpubliclibrary.org or you can call me at the library. My number is 815-987-6682. So, okay, you want to give that number again? Thank you for the library. Yes. No, you want to give that number again? I do. 815-987-6682. Okay. And that'll give then, you my line and I can sign you up. You have to be registered. Yeah, and you could, um, and at the website they could find out what you got coming up. Do you have a newsletter too they could sign up for? Uh, we no, we um, we don't have a newsletter anymore. We send out a flyer to some places, but we don't mail them out to the things. But if um, people are in the local area in Rockford, you can always stop, or you can contact me, and I can send you that. But I have um, flyers. Specifically for paranormal. Well, the informa- well, by newsletter I meant through the internet, but the information can be found sure. on the internet. So, um, yeah. on a regular basis, you update it. So, uh, yeah. So, if you're interested in the October 29th Halloween weekend, Saturday night, the website is the unexplained or the unexplained world. Uh, that is a website, but I would suggest going to Chicago Paranormal Nights or Haunted Historic Locations. Um, both of those we run. But we also have on Saturday, November 5th, to Sunday, November 6th. It's an overnighter. It's one of a kind. Hopefully, Kathy will be able to 
uh, make it out there. It's um, paranormal overnight location, and it's one of a kind too. It's a historic location called the Sedumsville Rectory. Catholic Rectory was built over 130 years ago, and is listed on the National Historic Register. Okay, and um, it's an overnighter. We'll start at three in the afternoon. The thing about this rectory, it's very, very active. Very active. Um, the new owners have, um, there was an individual found dead in front of the rectory. There was a child found on the porch with a, uh, um, dead with a noose around its neck. Okay. Um, they've had volunteers working there and four of them have quit, never wanting to come back. Um, many, many, many priests have died at this rectory. So, uh. We're going to be going. It's it's fairly new. It's um, just recently been open for paranormal nights. I jumped on it right away, and um, being November fifth, it's still wide available as the thinnest. Um, they were cool about it, about allowing us to do the uh, paranormal night there, or in my circle of energy seance. Um, this almost this probably ranks right up there also with Mantino, as far as. Who knows what we're going to run into, um, which you're going to, too, Lantino. I am. I'm going to try to go to both of them. I'm very excited about these locations. And I think it will really add something that you have your investigation team coming with you, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Paranormal Nights. They're always with us. A very, very good team. Um, Prairie State Paranormal is always at our Paranormal Nights. Listeners, I, I just got in line at 8 o'clock tonight. I've been running... Cassie knows I start my day around <laughs> 4 in the morning. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just got on, online. So um, I'm as far as going through everything right now. So, and the nice Hi. thing about overnighter, okay, it's very reasonable for an overnighter. And the other thing, is it's 6,000 square feet. This building has four levels. But they're attempting also to open up for a walkthrough tour. Um, the abandoned um, cathedral church, which is tied into the rectory, and also the school, which was tied into the Catholic rectory. Okay. So uh, it should make for a very, very interesting night. Um, I bet it's going to. Yeah, yeah. And um, those are about the only two dates we have open. Um, Cassie may come up. I love what Cassie finds. They're always historical sites. So um, that makes everything real cool. And um, like I said, ChicagoParanormalNights.com or HauntedHistoricLocations.com. If anything, you can sign up for the newsletter Newsletter there. I'm tongue-tied. I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> the other thing, let's not forget the uh, free Chicago Paranormal Meet and Greet on August 20th. You can find all the people that are going to be there. It's free. It's Chet's Modeling Lounge. And after that, we're going to go then to the Irish Legend, okay, another which is within a, um, a mile of Chet's Modeling Lounge, and that's in Willow Springs. This is all in what I call the uh, Southwest Triangle of uh, Haunted Locations. And uh, we may... That, um, that Irish ahead. Legend is the one that used to be Stag's Head Inn, right? Right, That's right. 
Right. Oh, well, that's a very active, <clears throat> active place. Very active. So. Yeah. That'd well, be great. Chuck's uh, <laughs> is active too. We did a séance in the basement down there. Um, that it was kind of like the séance. Um, what I would call a gentle séance. Um, as far as like what we did at Camp Grants, and um, compared to what we do. Let me explain. We only got two minutes left. The difference between a seance when you go to a location like the Irish Legend and he has mobsters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, okay, you got to deal with them a little differently to get them to interact than you do with, let's say, Camp Grant or Chet Smelly Lounge, where the um, spirits there are kind of are are good spirits. Okay, they weren't they were good in the living. They so they're good in the spiritual side compared to the Irish legend. They were evil in the living, so they like to be taunted, okay? And Kathy can agree, I do taunt. Um, when <laughs> yeah, and, and they were giving it back that night, too, though. They were, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and I, I, so, the Irish legend, they'll give it back, too. So what we're thinking of doing is that night at the Irish legend, for the people that are interested in signing up, is hold a seance up there and again bring the owner up for the seance. So um, um, the last time he was up there, um, big Irish guy, he left whimpering that he needed to get out of the seance because the spirits of the past, the managers of the past, showed the owner or the president who was still, they felt was in charge. So Cassie, um, believe it or not, a half hour has flown by already. Um, I would like to say thank you for being on. Listeners, um, like I said, the show is about once a month now. So uh, to keep you all updated, and we'll bring a guest on every month when we do do the show, let's go to ChicagoParanormalNights.com or HauntedHistoricLocations.com to find more information on what's coming up. Sign up for our newsletter. And uh, don't forget the two, three special nights we got coming up. August 20th is free Chicago meet and greet, and October 29th, and November 5th, the overnighter. Cassie, thank, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity for to, to speak with you, Ed. I always enjoy it. Okay. Enjoy your weekend, listeners. Thank you. you and too. good night. Good night, Cassie. I'll call you in a couple of minutes. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.